We're getting rid of those things that people said that they don't want. And you know what? Americans have choices, and they've got to make a choice. And so maybe rather than getting that new iPhone that they just love and they want to go spend hundreds of dollars on that, maybe they should invest it in their own health care. You are listening to the Indie Press Podcast, and I'm your host, Andrew Westmoreland. Remember that I am your centrist voice of reason in a time of hyper-partisan lunacy. So that sound bite you heard was Senator Jason Chaffetz, Chaffetz, Shitfitz, whatever the hell his name is, Senator Asshole, Speaking to a CNN anchor. As you heard, he thinks that uh, you having a phone is not important in 2017. Like somehow you're supposed to go through modern life without access to a smartphone. Good luck with that. That you, if you're poor... You should sacrifice that. The thing that you literally use every day in your life that connects you to the world, uh, business, friends, family, allows you to pay your bills, call a taxi, Everything that uh, you basically do in your daily life. Some people even buy their groceries from their phone now. Like, this is... It is a lifeline. And this asshole says, Well, maybe you should be spending those $100 on your health care. Let's be honest. um, That would not cover all your costs anyway. Uh, Most people who are paying $100 a month for health care still have shitty plans where if some some sort of sickness happens they're still going to be bankrupt so let's not pretend that um, not buying a couple of items here or there is somehow going to offset your costs because it's not so what I want to talk about today there's going to be a couple issues I, I want to continue with the healthcare discussion um, and then we're going to go into a couple of other stories um, the Jewish centers and synagogues and cemeteries being threatened, assaulted, attacked by unknown assailants um, also want to talk a little bit about North Korea and Malaysia um, and the drama happening there and uh, a little bit about this this huge WikiLeaks Vault 7 issue. Um, If you follow me on YouTube, if you uh, subscribe to me on YouTube, you have probably already seen 
my video description, um, my explanation of what Vault 7 is and how important it is to us in our daily lives. It is the next Snowden leaks. So, yeah. So let's uh, continue this conversation about healthcare and then go from there. Understand that for me, uh, I have not had healthcare for almost a decade. Um, once I aged out of my parents, I, I couldn't afford my own. And, you know, being I was young and healthy, I was just like, you know what, not even worth it. I'll be fine. And for the most part, I was. I had no problems um, until I was 28, I believe. I was in poor health, uh, eating really terribly, and I started getting these really bad chest pains um, uh, associated with my diet. Uh, it got so bad at one point that I figured I'm on the brink of death. I'm, I need to go to the hospital, so I did go to the emergency room. Long story short, um, essentially I was fine. They said my blood pressure and cholesterol was slightly elevated, but it wasn't uh, outside of a, a healthy range, which is weird, by the way. I, I eat like a child. Or I did at that time. Um, when they, they were like, oh, it's probably just um, heartburn. I'm like, you know, I'm in my late 20s at this point. I'm like, I know what heartburn feels like. So, like, uh, something much worse than that. So, anyway, I've been taking, like, antacid, uh, over-the-counter antacid pills for a while now, and it's it's helped a lot. But the point was I didn't have insurance. So, that was $3,000 just to go to the emergency room. I still have not paid that off. I can't pay that off. I don't make enough money to pay that off. And here's the thing, is I, I waited so long to even do that because I know I don't have money. And I didn't have insurance, so I couldn't go. So who's to say that, you know, what if I had a serious issue? I could have died because I, I, I didn't have money, because I didn't want to spend money on something that I didn't even know if I was really dangerously ill with. This is the problem with not having access to health care. And people... Excuse me. People who want to debate about this on the on the right are somehow dismissing someone's life um, as being not important. And understand, in my situation, it wasn't that I could have uh, that I could eat a healthy diet because I'm poor. When you're poor, you don't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables like you would if you actually had a, a job that pays you a living wage. So you're getting junk food, you're getting uh, fast food or whatever is cheaper than fresh fruits and vegetables all the time. In fact, I try to avoid any processed foods. I, I go straight for the fresh fruits and vegetables section, the produce. 
because everything else in that store is all shit. It's terrible for you. It's processed. It has tons of salt and, and additives and preservatives in it. I don't even like going to the frozen section because they like to add shit to it. I'll do frozen, like, bagged vegetables. I don't like to do pretty much anything else. Because it's not healthy. It's not healthy for you. And, you know... So you can't use that excuse, well, maybe if you eat better, you wouldn't be so fat and sloppy. Not if you're super poor. That's just not reality. That's not how that works. So you're poor. You don't have access to good food, which makes you unhealthy. And then you need to go to the doctor, but you can. And you're struggling not to go because you can't afford it. You don't have insurance. And then what happens is you get sicker and sicker. And then when you do go to the, the doctor because you don't have a choice, you end up spending the healthcare system more money instead of preventing that illness through proper economic situations better food better jobs then you could prevent these things in the first place but no so me being in the centrist region you know i don't deviate too far from the center of the political compass i am slightly on the left uh three points to the left three points down so centrist left-leaning libertarian i suppose this is my leftist part going through because we're talking about someone being able to live or die now conservatives a lot uh, recently have been talking about uh, everyone should have equal access to health care absolutely you should have equal access to health care but access equal access doesn't mean you get health care That means you should have the ability to get it. That does not mean that you will get it. Because if you can't afford it, you don't get it. That's what equal access means. So here's my problem with that. Again, we're talking about human rights. We're talking about basic human rights. Basic human rights say that you should have uh, access, equal access and protection to have uh, things that humans need, you know, basic necessities. Food, water, shelter, clothing, uh, basic security and defense, ability to have a family, uh, you know, ability to pursue happiness, essentially, you know, make money, better yourself. These are basic human rights. Healthcare is a human right because if you can't be healthy or get better when you're sick, then you die. You know, what greater pursuit of happiness is there than to heal when you are sick? So, I have a problem. There's always been this debate in my head uh, fairly recently. I, I can't quite decide where I draw the line um, it keeps fluctuating back and forth between 
the socialist angle of healthcare and then the libertarian healthcare. And it's like, I, I just can't, I can't do this because I can't, I can't say that if you can't afford it, then you just die. Oh, well, that's, that's heartless. That's ridiculous. Why would, why would we do that? Right. Why would we turn our backs on our fellow human beings? It just doesn't make sense to me. And instead of trying to figure out how this can work and, and what we are willing to pay for as a society, you know, we have people on the right who are just like, no, just get rid of it completely. But see, now what happened is that they got a taste of the Affordable Care Act and what it could, you know, the taste of what a lot of other countries have and people are are not willing to let go now there's a shit ton of conservatives who are on the affordable care act that are not willing to let go because you know they have better health care than they did prior to it you know there's these huge town hall meetings where people were speaking out against these these senators absolutely destroying them so look any of the day i'm not 100% sold on on what we should do what we shouldn't do but i'll tell you this I am now on the Affordable Care Act while it lasts, and, you know, I got uh, extra tax credits because of certain uh, statuses that I belong to, uh, $350 tax credit. So my health insurance is, is very nice. Um, I don't have to pay anything for the most part to go to doctor emergency room pay for my pres prescriptions dentists everything I, I pay like twenty dollars a month so i lucked out you know i got a little bit extra that most people are not going to get but at the same time you know we also have to understand that even with the affordable care act people are still not able to afford basic health care you know it really hurts the middle class because because there are tax credits for poor for the poor. But the middle class is getting screwed, and with healthcare costs skyrocketing, we do have to do something about it. If Trump and, and his Republican friends are are right about one thing, it is that we do need to do something about these costs. There is no reason why we should be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars for a heart transplant. Like that does does that even make any sense at all? You know, there are some people who will have catastrophic injuries or or major surgeries and they come out of the hospital, you know, with a over a million dollar bill. Like that's insanity. People cannot there's no one can logically explain that to me why it would cost so much for somebody to be in the hospital for a couple days. It's a scam. 
it's a ripoff and it's unethical for these things to be this pricey we all know it but we figure somehow it makes sense that you know we get better the, the higher the bill you know the better the the, the uh, service that we get it's just not true that's not how that works um, you're just you're getting scammed and ripped off and that is definitely something we need to look at so moving on we want to also get in the show the Jewish centers being attacked this is huge um, if you haven't heard about this in the news about 150 Jewish centers have been um, like uh, excuse me uh, attacked in the sense of um, people have defaced the buildings they have knocked over gravestones in cemeteries uh, they have called in bomb threats and this is all uh, in the last month or so since Trump has got inaugurated so also schools for children And we don't really know who this is yet. We don't. We don't really know. Uh, it's safe to say, you know, this is a, a logical progression here, logical analysis. It's safe to say that the people who are threatening these Jewish centers, schools, synagogues, are white nationalists, white supremacists. Now, I've heard it said there are some conspiracy theories floating around that these are. Um, false flags that you know it's actually Jews who are trying to spark this up and my thing is this I can't subscribe to that because if you if you start doing these things and stirring up fear and, and hate against yourself essentially just for sympathy votes it almost always backfires on you because you're making the situation worse. So I, I'm i not buying that. Um, yes, there are most definitely a, is a rise in uh, far-right uh, white supremacist, uh, white racist sentiments in the West. Anti-Jewish, anti-gay, anti-Muslim, anti-anything that's not white Christian. It's true. This is just facts of the matter, facts of reality. Well, the North Korea-Malaysia uh, incident. So, if you don't know, uh, recap on the story that happened a couple of weeks ago. North Korea apparently sent some assassins, an elaborate assassination of Kim Jong-nam, that is Kim Jong-un's half-brother, uh, older brother, actually he was the originally going to be the uh, next in, in the line of succession uh, after Kim Jong-il passed away. 
but uh, he had a falling out with his with the family, the ruling family, some time ago, and essentially fled the country. He was assassinated in a Malaysian airport um, and was attacked with a nerve agent by a, two women, I believe. Now, it's being reported that the, the women are saying that they thought they were on some prank TV show. We can't really confirm if that's true or not. Um, I'm going to tell you that I don't buy that. Um, if, in fact, that is true, though, that is just... Wow. Imagine if you've ever seen those Japanese TV shows. They're just completely ridiculous. But the idea that uh, we're supposed to buy that they didn't realize that they were assaulting someone and they didn't know who it was. I'm not buying it. So they use a fucking nerve agent, um, which, if you know anything about nerve agents, they are really nasty, really dangerous. Um, they actually had to like close down the airport when they figured out, holy shit, this was a nerve agent. I mean, it's a banned weapon, chemical weapon. Um, can't you like they're literally illegal to have nerve agents and use them in any sort of capacity because they're so they're weapons of mass destruction if if used in, in an aerosol uh, aerosolized matter uh, manner you can kill hundreds if not thousands of people within minutes so <clears throat> that's a recap on that um, let's talk about uh, one quick story that I received this morning, and then I want to talk about the WikiLeaks stuff. So I received this story um, from John, from the John Effect podcast. Uh, a teenager was charged with beheading his mother and this man appears to be uh, a young Hispanic 18 year old um, not really sure what the hell happened uh, all I could say is that's not normal for someone to use that level of violence, especially against a, a family member. I would say usually that is a huge indicator of mental illness and or some other sort of trauma took place. People don't people don't do that. Normal people do not dismember another human being in such a fashion. That is not a normal thing to do. That is what we call evil. There's no reason to be decapitating people in 2017. This isn't the Middle Ages. We're not in a battlefield. 
I don't know. I just wanted to mention that story. It's really disturbing. Um, so, let's talk about WikiLeaks and the Vault 7 information. This is the probably the next Snowden leaks. Yes, it's that serious. Yes, it is. So basically what happened, um, re quick recap if you haven't seen my video yet. This uh, huge dump from WikiLeaks, thousands of documents, it's, it's showing the CIA's capacity uh, their hacking tools, their their technological capabilities, and and how they do what they do. Um, huge dump. I, I went through a lot of it last night uh, as I was doing my uh, working on my video. A lot of this stuff is what they call zero day exploits, which is basically there are holes and and backdoors and programs and and hardware uh, like your iPhone or your uh, a hole in Windows 10 or something. And it allows for hackers to go in and do whatever they're doing, whatever they want to do. The thing about this is, the CIA, uh, their cyber team, whatever the hell, found a lot of these holes. And instead of doing their duty as supposedly here to protect the American people, what they ended up doing was they hoarded these these secrets, these secret exploits, and used them again and again. Many of them, many of the people who had access to these programs and exploits were not even authorized to have access to the CIA's uh, capabilities. Meaning they these, these guys were passing around the technology to unauthorized people you know they had like some sort of weird weird club or something so i want to i want to get in this too there are literally when you go through the files i'm going to leave links down below by the way if you want to check out some of these files the names of these files are like super trolly this is like 4chan bullshit and when you look at this and understand this is coming from our our government the cia it makes perfect sense you know, these are these cyber techie people, super trolly, uh, racist, misogynistic people from 4chan. You know, they have files named like Ricky Bobby, Philosoraptor, uh, Doug Trio, or some of these these exploits they're using, because these are like fucking young cyber dickheads from 4chan working in our government if that doesn't bother you um, then nothing bothers you so you know I talked about this for about 12 minutes last night in my video and I, I want to keep this brief because we're running out of time But essentially, the CIA has a, a huge treasure trove of exploits and hacks. And 
yeah, they they did what the CIA does. They used them and exploited them and didn't continue or, or didn't tell the American public, uh, especially the companies. Uh, you could tell the companies privately. Didn't inform them there as a whole. And, you know, this is what we can do with that. Even more concerning is I have, I, I said... You know, what is to say that they weren't using these on Americans? The CIA has no real um, the, well, first of all, they have no authority, no jurisdiction in America. The CIA's job is to do spying, essentially, in foreign countries. I mean, let's be real. That's basically what they're there for. They spy on foreign countries. They are not uh, permitted to spy on Americans. That is what the NSA is for. The NSA's national security, CIA, is primarily international. So that's what I'm concerned about. Because this, this, this new dump here is showing that their capabilities are far greater than the NSA. They have a more powerful NSA with almost no accountability. What is the CIA's accountability? The director or the assistant director will, will testify before Congress every now and again and get grilled? Yeah, that's not who runs the CIA. That's not how that works. The middle management people in these, these agencies, these lifers, are the untouchables, right? They've been in there 20, 30 years. They're not going to... They're not the administration, the political, uh, quote-unquote, leaders. You know, Trump just got in, so so-and-so is now the director of uh, the, the, the FBI. You know, we kicking Comey out because, uh, you know, I'm just making this up as I go. But that's essentially what I'm saying is, you know, those leaders come and go with new administrations but these middle management people who have been here forever they are the ones who are actually pushing a lot of these policies and this is why when you have someone like Trump who says they want to go in there and clean things up they get spooked out because it's not uh, upper management that is worried because they don't really care they take orders from the president and from the middle manager, the people that are allegedly below them. So, uh, just understand how this, this stuff kind of works. That we have a really crazy, weird situation. That the American government has completely, completely gone off the rails. You know... People say I'm too serious and I talk about a lot of depressing stuff a lot. But this is because y'all can, you know, go to the club and shake your ass and get dicked down or whatever the hell you like to do these days. And that's cool. You can do that. But understand that our lives are literally being threatened and are put in danger because of you not giving a damn. So I'm going to need you to give a damn at least once a week when you listen to my show. <laughs> And um, 
get involved. You have to get involved because understand the more the more you educate yourself on these situations, the more options you have to do something about them as as a collective, as a society. And, you know, we need to be more aware and more prepared to do something about this. And, you know, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to expand on that. You can make up your own mind on what that means, whether it be protests or political action, whatever. So, I want to thank you for listening to today's show. If you like it, please hit that like button or favorite. Um, please comment down below. I always want to hear your thoughts. And if you are new here, hit that subscribe or follow button. So, thank you for listening, and I will see you guys next time.